0: This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 216. Hey, my friend, welcome today. It's good to be with you, and I want to talk to you from Colossians chapter 1. I'm reading in the scriptures tonight, and I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, okay, this is where they start to hyper-focus on the passage, and I'm looking at the words, what does this actually say? I could read it like I've read it probably a hundred other times, or I could actually try to erase the ram from my mind. Everything that I've known and all the layers of lacquer that have been caked up on my mind that of how I've thought about this passage before. And so I start to look at it because, Pastor, I hope that you experience this the same way I do, maybe even better than I do. That when you're looking at Scripture, I mean, there's just nothing else in the world like Scripture. I've often thought if they took our Bibles away, if if we didn't have the Scripture, and I don't just mean the physical copy, but without the Word of God, what do we have to teach? What do we have to say? We can do story time or we can tell stories out of magazines or the news or whatever, But without the scriptures, what do we have? So as I'm reading it, I see in verse 25 of Colossians 1 that Paul says that he ends verse 24 with, for the sake of his body, which is the church. Then he says, I have become its servant. So Paul is saying, I'm the servant of the church. And I'm thinking, okay, Jeff, you're the servant of the church. And he says he's become its servant by the commission God gave me. And so, honestly, I feel like God commissioned me as a pastor, as a teacher and preacher of God's word, as a shepherd to people, as an overseer of the flock. God's commissioned me in my call as a pastor. But then he says, to become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. Now, that's a challenge right there. There's a lot there, right? The Word of God in its fullness. I start asking myself, well, in its fullness, what what does that mean? Does it mean like every single word in the Old and New Testaments? Is that the fullness? Is it it the, the bottom of the depth of the meaning of the Word of God, the meaning of the gospel, the meaning of Jesus being the answer to all of the Old Testament's Questions the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies? Is that the depth of the word of God? Is that the fullness of the word? Present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery, verse 26, that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. So now he's kind of narrowing it down a little bit. He's stating that this is what I'm talking about, this mystery and the mystery is revealed in verse 27. This is the word of God in its its fullness. It involves and includes this mystery. To them, the Lord's people, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. As I thought about this episode, I thought what I really want to Ask you and me, is as pastors, are we just getting things done? Are we checking things off our to-do list? Are we task finishers, or are we people developers? And, And now, not just you know in anything, but specifically in the spiritual life, in the truth of the Scripture, in a relationship with God, are we people developers? And Jesus says, "I'm in you." Christ in you. You want to talk about people development? Well, let's put the very God of the universe inside of these people and say that he is the hope of glory. He is the hope of us being worth anything. In fact, being worth an awful lot, that doxa, that glory, the hope of glory. And then in verse 28, he starts to talk about what I think is the people development side of it. He says, he is the one we proclaim, Jesus. Jesus is the one. Pastor, who do you proclaim on a weekend in a small group, in whatever gathering that you have? Who do you proclaim? We don't proclaim just simple tricks and hacks for a better life. No, we proclaim a person, a real person. I just got to speak in a funeral yesterday, and I so love being able to just talk to a group of people that I don't know but that I know are all over the board in terms of their spiritual maturity level if they have any spirituality at all. And I love just talking to them and proclaiming to them Jesus. Now, I never use that word proclaim, but I talk to them about this God who, who loves them, who is not standing there ready to crush them or expects them to be perfect. But he's the God who came and became one of us and took care of our sin problem by providing that substitutionary sacrifice in our place to take our sins away. I, I just love talking to them about Jesus. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing, which means like warning or exhorting, and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that, and here's the phrase, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Or if you say fully, mature in Christ. So that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. And then Paul says, to this end I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. And he closes this out by saying, the energy that I have to do this This energy comes from Christ himself, and it's Christ who so powerfully works this in me. Pastor, how did you feel when you woke up this morning? What's on your plate? What burdens right now, ministry burdens, are you carrying? What are the concerns that you have? What's keeping you up at night these days? And is there anything in verse 29 of Colossians chapter 1 that could encourage us to this end, presenting everyone fully mature in Christ, we we want that so much that we strenuously contend, but we contend with all the energy that Jesus gives us, with all the energy that Jesus so powerfully works in us. If we are going it alone, it's not God's fault, it's our fault. If we're doing, as I said a couple weeks ago, if we're doing ministry in the flesh, it's not God's fault, it's our fault. If we're not realizing that Christ is powerfully working his work in people's lives through us that's not god's fault that's our fault are you finishing tasks are you holding yourself up in your office or getting away by yourself and having all these special spiritual times as a pastor or are you doing those things but also spending a considerable amount of time developing people that means we have to be in proximity to people and spend time with people talk about the things that they struggle with talk about how God has developed and designed them and made them and gifted them and how they can serve him talk about the blessings of the Christian life the blessings of the holy spirit within us are we developing people are we encouraging and affirming people are we presenting people fully mature in Christ? That is that is our calling. That is the challenge of our lives. It's not just to hold a position in a church. I was driving through town tonight, and it's dark, and it's cold, and the wind is blowing, and it's snowing a little bit. and And I'm driving in the downtown of the town that I live in, and there are the big mainline churches down there, and I see the buildings, and they're they're beautiful buildings. And I think sometimes as pastors, we can get attached to our location, we can get attached to our buildings, we can get attached to our mission, but are we attached to Jesus, and through Him to people, to see that everyone? becomes fully mature in him. Is our ministry about people or is it about position or prestige or power or popularity? Our our mission is about people, my friend. And I, I, I'm reminding really myself as I'm speaking to you, you know, all of these things, all of these things, I'm learning and I'm growing as I share with you. And as I rehearse the things that I've learned over the years, I am growing more and more in my calling as a pastor. So, Pastor, thanks for listening today. Thanks for spending just these few minutes with me. I wish that I could see you across the table from me, and we could chat, and I could hear particularly and specifically the things that you're struggling with, and the things that God has blessed you with in your ministry, because we all have a story. But today, I just wanted to remind you, don't just get things done. Man, develop people so that you can present people fully mature in Christ, knowing that you can strenuously contend with all the energy that Christ so powerfully works in you. May God bless you, Pastor. Thanks for spending time with me today, and I will catch up with you on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.